0: Welcome back to Master Your Ash. I'm your host, Michael Prisdale, and today it's the start of Pappy season. And we are doing a Pappy Van Winkle flight tasting with the Drew Estate Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve Robusto. Now, this particular cigar is an interesting one. So you know about my affinity for barrel fermented and barrel aged cigars this particular one undergoes an additional 14 months or i'm sorry 12 to 18 months in a pappy van winkle or ex-pappy van winkle cask so this particular cigar is a uh, tapa negra wrapper along with mexican san andreas binder and nicaraguan filler the wrapper itself has a combination of colors to it Goes from lighter brown to this really dark, almost oscuro kind of coloring in the wrapper. And that is primarily due to the additional 12 to 18 month fermentation that a lot of the leaf undergoes. Also, this particular cigar, when it is undergoing that fermentation, there's a process that Drew Estate has for, I guess you could call it flavoring their cigars, right? These are the pioneers of the acid line, tobacco special. A lot of uh, the leather Rose and uh, the sisters that we featured on the channel and other videos. This is a company that understands how to naturally flavor cigars with different essences, botanicals, barrel,, uh, you know, flavors. And they do it to the highest degree possible. So natural flavoring, delicious flavoring, they are, the company when it comes to it. Uh, The Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve, this particular cigar line started out as just a limited edition release for pappyco.com. So you were able to buy it either at the distillery or you were able to buy it off the website. Now you can buy it off the website. It also comes in a couple of different formats. So it comes in this Robusto, comes in a Toro, comes in a Churchill, and then on the website only, they have the Flying Pig. I uh, bring that up because of the fact that all of the Drew Estate, Drew Diplomat retailers are eligible to carry the Family Reserve Pappy line, but only on the website or at the distillery can you get, at the Buffalo Trace Distillery, can you get the Pappy Van Winkle Flying Pig. I also wanted to start off, obviously this is a very kind of uh, expressive table setting that we have here with this vertical tasting of Pappy Van Winkle. But I wanted to start off with the cigar because I know that it's kind of, it. it's more about the Pappy Van Winkle that's on the table than it is the cigar for a lot of viewers out there. But with this particular cigar, it is one of the only cigars that the cold draw and the nose you can smell fermentation. You, if you wanted to know what fermented tobacco leaves actually smell like, this is it. It has this particular kind of leather, charred wood kind of smell to it, that it's rested in a charred barrel. And the process that Drew Estate uses on this particular cigar is they take the pilones and they actually throw those systematically into a barrel. And then they fill that barrel with pressurized water, or they pressurize it with water, so that there's actually a, a certain amount of pressure that the leaves undergo in the barrel, the ex barrel. The result is a cigar that smells like and tastes like charred oak. A very similar comparison would be the Kentucky Fire Cured line that Drew Estate so famously makes, where you take those pilones, you actually have the, the smoke influence and everything. But I feel like the flavor on the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve line is a little bit more nuanced. It's a little bit more geared towards my palette. I feel like the, the blending, Jonathan Drew actually selects the wrapper leaf for this particular blend or the, I believe he selects all the leaves for this particular blend, but there's just a certain essence to this cigar that I've always loved. Alrighty, I've strung you along for enough watch hours or watch minutes, right? Now, we get into Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve bourbon right? So this is something that's been talked about at nauseum. Some of you may have seen a documentary on Netflix about counterfeit bottles. Um, These bottles were so generously donated by one of my good friends and former colleagues. Thank you so much, Max. You know who you are. I really appreciate it, brother. Thank you for dropping off these bottles for me. Uh, I do know that they are 100% real Pappy (laughs) Van Winkle Bourbon. Um, That is something that I trust. And With that all being said, my previous experience with Pappy Van Winkle. So I've tried the 23 before, I've tried the 20-year, which isn't on the table, unfortunately. That is one of my favorites in the line. I've tried the 15. I have not, I believe, tasted the 10-year-old rip. So this is going to be the first one that we start with and then go up vertically, and I'm super excited about that. Couple of notes about the brand. So Pappy Van Winkle, right? Julian Pappy, Julian P. Van Winkle Sr., aka Pappy Van Winkle, started off as a salesman for W.L. Weller. And this was in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And he was in this sales force, and one of his colleagues decided that they wanted to open up a distillery and start to produce an additional amount of Weller. Bourbon in there, but that they wanted their bourbon to be heavily weeded. So they started to make heavily weeded bourbons and they kind of strayed away from what was bourbon produced with a lot of rye in the mash bill. Typically, when we talk about whiskey in America, we have to bring up rye because rye was really like in the in the original colonies, probably the easiest crop to get grown and get moving down there. And then as we moved further south and further west, we noticed there was a lot of corn and bourbon gets produced, which is 51% corn. Also, winter wheat, Wheat started to grow a little bit easier in some of the colonies, and you started to see a little bit more wheat get incorporated into mash bills. But typically, you had a lot of corn and you had a lot of rye, because those were additional crops that the colonies were able to grow very, very easily as far as rye. So fast forward into Pappy Van Winkle, right? So Weller combines with Stitzel, and you get the Stitzel Weller Distillery, right? And that is where the famous Pappy Van Winkle line is created. Now Julian Van Winkle Sr. AKA Pappy, oops, sorry, dropped my cellophane. The cool part about the cellophane too is that Drew Estate actually puts on there Pappy Van Winkle barrel fermented Robusto on the actual uh, tag. So just bring that up. But going back to the, the bourbon. So Pappy Van Winkle all the way up to his death at 91 years old in the 70s, kind of oversees operations. And then his son, Julian Jr. takes over operations and brought us the resurrection of the old Rip Van Winkle tenure. And this says 10 summers old. And it says, this remarkable whiskey is memorable, is for memorable occasions. It's mellowed naturally in mountain oak through 10 summers of our marvelous Kentucky sunshine. It's unusual proof has come through natural causes and contributes to great character. 107 proof, 53.5% alcohol by volume. Yeah, baby. Yeah. That's tasty. It's hot. That thing is hot. As of right now, I think that that might actually overwhelm my uh, my palate with the cigar, so I'm going to touch up that end. Take a couple of more pulls off of this here. Pulls puffs. Woo. Yeah. So <clears throat> that that guy right there, okay? For wheated bourbon, that thing has some flavors coming in. A lot of mellow corn, a little bit of wheat kind of sweetness to it. But also there's like uh, on the back end, the alcohol by volume just kind of brings everything forward. It's really, really nice actually. And I think that with the cigar so there's obviously a lot of charred oak a lot of leather up front little little spice but very nuanced kind of black pepper very very basic nothing intense on the retro i think that as you get more into this cigar and you get into that second third and then the final third once these flavors kind of condense i think that the 10 year old rip is actually going to be a solid pairing i think that right now It's still got a little bit too much body, still a little bit too hot for the cigar. So I'm gonna grab another glass and then we're gonna pour the 15 and the 23. Obviously with the 15, I only have so much left. So thanks Max. Got a fresh glass. Gonna dive into the 15 year Pappy now. And obviously we're gonna pour just a little bit all right <laughs> sorry max <laughs> all right let's check the proof on this so we've got 53.5 107 well See, now that's happiness right there, okay? And I'm, I'm kind of partial, like I said, to the 20-year, but this is nice. Ooh, that's a nice pairing. So the 15-year, way more caramel, way more kind of nuanced flavors, the baking spice, the oak. I mean, this thing is... In comparison to the 10-year, which tasted a little hot, I mean, this is like a raisiny kind of almost chestnut pairing that you get with the cigar. And then that that wheat kind of has like this creamy bread note to it. that really, really pairs well with the cigar. I mean, it's almost like, it's almost like smoking and tasting what you just drank, (laughs) which is really interesting that the 15 year is the closest comparison to at least the first third of the cigar, which is awesome. So I'm also, there was uh, the original Pappy, I, I smoked a Toro, I wrote down some notes on it and there was like this cherry oak that came in in the second third. I understand that I'm still in the initial kind of first third on this stick, but there was like this cherry oak or cherry oak that came in on the second third that the actual whiskey kind of brought out. All right, kids. All righty, we're, we're not playing any games anymore. We've got... We've got the, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Bottle H2140, for those of you at home that are checking cereals and checking uh, <laughs> for any stolen bottles from the Netflix documentary. <laughs> um, 47.8%, 95.6 proof. So why is that, right? Well, ASMR. Make sure we get every drop out of that. I'll get another glass. I get another glass. All right, so we're back in. We have the genuine article, 42. what's 42? H2140. For those of you checking serial numbers, body bottled, and we are yeah three generation of Van Winkle's. Pose, 23 year old happy Van Winkle. Eat your heart out. All right, that's that's plenty. That's plenty, right, Max? We're good. Alright. Let's see the legs. Yeah, let's see the legs. So this is this does not have as expressive of a nose as the 10 or the 15. The legs are pretty good on it. You can see some teardrops coming down. The nose is slight woody. The nose, not me. Um, But yeah, nowhere near as expressive as the 15 or the 10, as far as uh, the nose goes. into it. Honestly, the most expressive part of the 23 year on the taste is there's a lot of kind of caramel, raisin, maybe even fig that comes out of it once you pair it with the cigar, Uh, this particular cigar. It's really funny because of the fact that upon initially trying the 10-year, I said the 10-year was too hot. It was too expressive, too bold. Too expressive, too bold when I first lit the cigar. As I moved into the 15-year and I moved into the 23-year, the whiskeys started to mellow out obviously a lot more. We went same ABV, lower ABV but then the cigar kind of picked up and now we've reached kind of this harmony where, as I said with the 15, it's almost like you're tasting the same thing that you're smoking with the bourbon. So very unique. Very different. And the cigar, I mean, the even the Toro that I smoked, it kind of mellowed out. It had like this medium spice, medium body, creamy smoke texture, and then also that kind of cherry wood. And then it picks back up with, uh, in the final third, vanilla and lavender. And honestly, the Pappies, the whiskeys, they just brought out some of those nuanced flavors that I tasted when I wasn't, when I was just smoking the cigar by itself. They brought that out even in the first third, which is kind of funny that some of those nuanced flavors that are locked into that cigar blend are more expressed once you have a little bit of alcoholic goodness to bring those out. So anyway, um, the Pappy Van Winkles, they go for anywhere from about $14 to $18, depending upon if you're going Robusto to Flying Pig off of uh, the website, your Drew Diplomat retailers have them. So definitely seek out this stick. It is a really fantastic cigar just by itself. But if you can find any Pappy Van Winkle 23 or 15 or even some old Rip 10, it makes a really nice pairing. And I think that, that goes unsaid. But anyway, I just wanted to mention, thank you so much for watching. Please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe below. If you've personally tried pairing your Pappy with your Pappy, let me know in the comments. And also feel free to reach out to us on Instagram, at MasterYourAsh, and I will see you for the next cigar. And Pappy Van Winkle maybe review.